Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world for us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard The old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers stretch their lead at the top to six points After seeing off Livingston at Ibrox Celtic handed the rivals the advantage by dropping points In an action-packed 3 all draw at Pataudry Motherwell and Hibs were the other big winners From another huge weekend of Scottish football I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Was yesterday pivotal in the title race Or is it too early to press the panic button Or Celtic are concerned What can't be denied is the case for the defences Rangers defence conceded no goals in 8 days against Celtic Standard Liège and Livingston Celtic's defence conceded 8 goals in 8 days against Rangers Milan and Aberdeen but at least Sir Kenny Dalgleish has jumped to the defence of Neil Lennon and told the manager's critics to pipe down if you want a character reference Alec make sure it comes from a legend yeah big win for Motherwell at the weekend over Ross County Hibs Win on the road again to move up to third place And Johnson and Dundee United have to settle for a point A thriller up at Pataudry 3-3 And Rangers canter to a comfortable 2-0 win To move six points clear Top of the table That is the number you need Don't hang about Get in touch with the guys And let them know what you make Of all the weekend's big talking points 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB And I never thought I would say these words Hugh Keevans But I've missed you 20 20 hours of Clyde One Super Scoreboard last week From either my bedroom or my living room And I'm now back It sounds clearer I can hear you I can see your facial expressions This is what it's meant to be like My motto is To know me is to love me Absolutely Not everyone <laughs> agrees uh, For what it's worth But absence made the heart grow fonder Trust me Last week uh, It is good to be back in the studio with you guys So like I say to you all listening 01419511025 Get in touch And let us know what you made of the weekend's Action As always on a Monday night though We give out the awards The most prestigious footballing awards You could hope to win What was your result of the weekend Hugh? I'm going for Motherwell 4 Ross County 0 Motherwell delayed Detained by coronavirus For the uh, last few weeks uh, Come out of the traps flying 
4-0 win Well done them Okay Alex I'm going to go for Hibs Gordon uh, Purely for the result I didn't think it was a penalty However The three points That Jack Ross has uh, Picked up Takes him up to uh, Third place in the table Okay What about your goal of the weekend Some decent efforts Out yeah. there I must say I think there are only Two real big contenders I know who Alex is going for I am going for Lee Griffiths uh, it was a terrific strike after coming on as a sub for Celtic at Bataudry It didn't help win the game But it must have helped Stevie Clark to have a look at that Griffiths, if he maintains fitness, should be in the Scotland squad For that game against Serbia on the 12th of November Yeah, it was a fine strike, Hugh, definitely I, I'm going for uh, Jermaine Defoe Because of the actual kind of build-up The ball from Tavernier, 41 metres, Gordon On the half volley To compose over the top of his shoulder and just slope past the keeper into the, the, the post Inside the post It was an excellent goal Yeah it was quite the finish I think everyone would agree Right what about your howler of the weekend Now remember that can be Whatever you want it to be really It can be a refereeing mistake A sitter A goalkeeping error Anything else You can think outside the box if you want What was your howler of the weekend a Referee Colin Stephen Approached the bench He gave away a penalty that never was uh, for Hibs at Rugby Park on Saturday I think Hibs got away with one there They go third top They leapfrog Aberdeen They're third top behind Rangers and Celtic But they got away with one Because it was never a penalty Christian Doidge conned the referee He's not having that one at all He's been banging on about it since Saturday afternoon yeah. He's not happy I, I was the first to say in the studio as well Hugh I 100% agree with you I thought it was uh, He realised that there was no contact Took a couple of steps and threw himself to the ground And uh, they got away with one uh, And unfortunately it looks as if the player Also got a, a really bad injury But my This is I was up early doors Sunday morning yeah, you, You've not Alex Ray hasn't even told us what this is in the office Sometimes <laughs> we share them before yes. we come in But he wanted to keep this to himself Falkirk versus uh, Forfa Falkirk are 1-0 up Gordon Can't turn it Forfa's not had a shot and goal I was watching the highlights the, the ball goes down the inside right Towards the byline The goalkeeper comes out Robbie Much Smothers it But in the meanwhile The Forfa striker Gives him a little Persuader <laughs> A persuader The two of them get up And they exchange words Right And now they're 1-0 up And the big goalie uh, uh, Robbie Much Decides to scud him In the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> The centre forward a technical term <laughs> Scudded him Took a header Hugh Straight red card Penalty One each Two oh. points dropped An absolute howler Of howlers You're the consummate professional He's dipping into League 1 To find his howler of the week I don't mind that Hugh It doesn't have to be one That we've all seen That's a Shakespearean though Scudded him in the back of the head <laughs> That is I come oh, to dear. I come to bury him Not to praise him I, I scudded him In the back of the head Right 01419511025 What did you make Of the weekend's action If we start yesterday Celtic fans How disappointed Were you With the dropped points Where did it go wrong What about the week That you've had Where is it Going wrong Generally Sum up how you're feeling And Rangers fans It's sort of The other side of the coin For you Another successful Three points No goals conceded All seems to be Moving in the right direction But let us know what you think 01419511025 Let's start with the first game yesterday It was a cracker at Pataudry mm. You have to say uh, A great advert for Scottish football A three-all draw in the end Neil Lennon says there's a fragility To his Celtic side at the moment He says many players are low on confidence He says he was happy with the response To going behind But admits they need to tidy up defensively well, I'm disappointed not to come away with all three points I think when you're a manager And you score three goals away from home you think you're going to win the game I think there's a little bit of fragility with a few of them they're playing with 
you know, major amount of confidence. Uh, but again, there's plenty of positives. You know, I thought we were a little bit passive first half, final third, because we control of the game, and the goal we give away is very sloppy. And then the response second half was tremendous. But um, we need to tidy up defensively. We're not see goals in three games. It's not good enough. I've been a player myself. You know, we all have uh, little dips in form, if you want to call it that. But um, you know, in the main, I was satisfied with the, particularly the second half performance. But obviously, defensively, we have to do a lot better. There's no question of that. So there's still a long way to go. And I think, you know, the players have had a, um, you know, a tough, tough week. Could have played better. We will improve. There's no question of that. I'm confident of that. And we will get players back. You know, from COVID and from injury, so there's a long, long way to go. But we we have to tidy up defensively. We can see making too many individual mistakes and collective mistakes. I'm not sure how you can say you were happy with the second half performance, which contained two more defensive mistakes and uh, led to Aberdeen getting two more goals. Um, Celtic are undoubtedly going through a very sticky spell, and unfortunately for them. Uh, Big games are coming thick and fast. They've got Lille in the Europa League. I, I don't think that Europe troubles the Celtic fans at all. They're more concerned with what's going on domestically. They have the semi-final against Aberdeen again at Hamden on Sunday. Semi-final of last season's Scottish Cup. Big game for Celtic. And then before we go into the international break, Celtic have to go to Motherwell in a league match and... Uh, that is a now a huge game. I can rarely recall anyone coming with such a big reputation for such good money as Shane Duffy and having the torrid time that he is going through. I almost feel sorry for him. I'm sure we will discuss him and many other players before 8 o'clock. We're going to hear from the Rangers camp very soon as well, but let's get straight on to the phone lines. Frank is first up tonight. Frank's calling in from Gara Hill. How's it going, Frank? Uh, not too well. <laughs> Sum it up for us then, Frank. How are you feeling about your team at the moment? Um, very disappointed. Um, I'd like to speak to Hugh in particular. Yeah, he's listening. Right, Hugh, do you think there's uh, maybe some discontent in the dressing room just now? Well, th- there always comes a point where people say either the manager has lost the dressing room or there is discontent within the dressing room. I have to go back, Frank, to that night after the defeat from Ferenc Varos in the Champions League qualifiers when Neil Lennon came in and ripped into several unnamed players. Yeah. And he said that they didn't want to be there and that had been the case for some time. That was uh, going to win my points to you tonight. So, you know, if that signals disquiet in the dressing room, then... I'm afraid it was Neil Lennon's own fault for bringing it to the public's attention. Frank, I just wonder though, is that something that people often just jump on and and look for when the form isn't there? There are various reasons that a team cannot be playing well. Why does it always have to be discontent in the dressing room? Well, it doesn't have to be always, but you know, the funny thing is, he changed. He said, by the way, that night they can all go. Those those who who actually, he said, some of them actually asked to go. He says they can all go, but by the weekend he was—he changed his opinion. He says, "No, I don't want any of them to go." Well, you remember that we cannot uh, comment too much on what's going on inside the dressing room, Frank, for the very simple reason we are not inside the dressing room. What you can see, and you have seen with the evidence of your own eyes, is that Celtic, since the start of the season, have been unconvincing. 
They did put together a long run of matches without defeat, but contained within those matches were unconvincing performances. Europe, unconvincing. Ferenc Varos was, you know, a real bad result for Celtic at a time when coronavirus has denied clubs money. Not to have access to the Champions League money was a big blow. Uh, and now defensive fragility, as Neil Lennon calls it, is there for all to see. I mean, Alex, it can be a number of factors, I'm sure. Um, I just always feel like people go looking for that one about you know, trouble in the dressing room. Yeah. Is it trouble in the dressing room that causes Shane Duffy to dilly on the ball? Is it trouble in the dressing room that causes Olivier and Cham to bundle clumsily into no. to Lewis Ferguson? No, and I, that, I'm not saying there isn't either, but no. it's always difficult to but put your finger that, on. That goes down to uh, mistakes at the back, Gordon. He, he says uh, defensively they're fragile. They need to tidy it up. But going back to Frank's point in terms of we, we cannot speculate what's happening in our dressing room, but what we can say is, is there's players that are not want to be there. So that kind of creates its own uh, individual problems. You mean what Neil Lennon said? Absolutely. Yeah. That that has uh, been put in the public domain by the Celtic manager. So we know that there's players actually mm. want to leave. Even at even at that, and we're kind of going back a little bit now. Do, do we sometimes make too much of that? Because I wonder if there's a difference between going, yeah, you know what, I, I would move if I could. I would like a move, and I hate it here. I'm unwilling to do yeah. a job for the team. You know, I sometimes feel like. It's very difficult, Gordon, to actually... You're absolutely right, because it could be a multitude of things. I'm not happy, I want to move. Or you put a transfer request in, you've done it verbally, they've knocked it back. I mean, so I'm sure so there are loads of players over the, over history that have ideally wanted to move elsewhere, but have yeah. still played brilliantly and, and, no, and done well, a job. The, well, the thing is, there's players that you can rely on as well, Gordon. You know you know their character and things, and, and there will be cases throughout the course of Rangers and Celtic where players have wanted to move on, but they've done a brilliant turn. But the, at the moment, the players are actually underperforming. For when, me. You, when you're looking for a break You never get one when you need it yeah. Celtic were 3-2 up yesterday And I could Imagine in my mind The callers who were going to come on and say There you are People are trying to write off yeah, Celtic That's why we're champions, that's why we're champions yeah. And all the rest of it And then yet another bit of fragility Came in to rob them of the, the Two of the three points uh, And so a lack of momentum, the pressure grows, the tension heightens, and that's what Neil Lynn is dealing with. Frank, is it too early to panic? No, well, I would say Rangers are six points ahead at the moment. If they go ten ahead, I think I think it's gone. Well, at least you've been specific. Uh, you know, as I say, Rangers play at the weekend in the league, Celtic play in the cup. There is the potential. I underline the word potential. There is the potential for Rangers to beat Kilmarnock at Rugby Park and go nine points clear. At which point, uh, Celtic cannot afford to drop any more points or, as Frank said, there will be serious questions asked. All right, Frank and Gary Hill, a pleasure to speak to you. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Let's hear from the Rangers camp. Gary McAllister's paying tribute to Jermaine Defoe after scoring his 300th club goal yesterday. He says not many players could score the type of goal he did against Livingston. Uh, says he's always been capable of something special. Yeah, it's been a very productive week, very positive week. Three two-nillers in a row. Um, today, I would like to touch on the fact that we've seen another fantastic goal from a player who's, 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 who's had a fantastic career he's probably coming towards the end of it but that sort of movement I suppose it was a fantastic pass from James Tavernier but that little movement towards the ball and then spinning in behind and, and to get the finish at the end of that it's pretty special there's no many players can do that 
Well, he's a, he's a player that I've always admired from afar. You know, you know, I, I don't think I ever played against him. I might be a wee bit too old, but you know, he's somebody that I've always been a fan of. He's somebody capable of special little clever bits of movement and finishing. And today it was another example of that. But the fact that he's playing it at the age he is, is is a credit to him. He's in fantastic shape. He's been he's, he's had a couple of injuries recently, but like the other night, Kimar's been injured. Somebody coming back into the team. You know, and, and, and actually producing, and 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 Jermaine did that today. You know, it's we've got four strikers. You know, it's very competitive in that area of the pitch. So it's, it's nice to see everybody getting getting a goal. Alan in the Gorbals is on the line. Alan, the official message from Rangers is don't get carried away, be humble, all the rest of it. Can you manage that as a fan? Are you tempted to get carried away at the moment? No, uh, I wouldn't get carried away, but. I mean, I think Rangers at the moment are just playing outstanding. Um, I've been on the show a few times, you know, and I, last year I, I said that I think that Rangers would win the league this year, and I really do. I think they've got it. Um, Tavernier is just outstanding for Rangers at the moment. It's just, it, it's just blown them away. Um, and I just think this is the year for Rangers, to be quite honest. Stephen Gerrard's done a terrific job. Their football, they're playing people off the park at the moment. So I'm really confident this year for Rangers. A hundred percent confident. What do you think the difference is in James Tavernier? Well, I, well, I, I've always rated uh, um, James Tavernier. To be quite honest, I've always said he, he's played well. Even last year when he had that wee bad spell, when people are sort of saying, "Ah, he's not playing that well," I, I just think his play is just outstanding. I, I think he's getting better and better. It's obviously down to the training they're getting. Uh, obviously, with Stephen Gerrard, it, it's. It, it, I mean, all the players are, are finishing well. The, the only player that I would say is actually not playing as well is Malinas, to be quite honest. He's the only player that's to say is, is, is yeah, and he gets the ball. Now, he's not really on the ball as much as he was before. But that may be the way that they're, they're playing now because they're, they're passing the ball a lot more. So it's maybe a different play for them. But that's the thing, Alex. That, yeah. That's why he's left out the team yesterday and why the folk comes in and scores a goal like that Yeah I, I, I was uh, looking at the changes yesterday Gordon It was five From Thursday night uh, it's, It was seamless You know You're looking at the way they play You They, they fit straight in Going back to Alan's point About Tavernier For me This is the best form He's been in In his career I think it's something like Nine goals in 11 games The assist the other day But it's, it's his general All round play He looks powerful He's driving up that flank And he's causing people A lot of problems And uh, he's leading by example As well Gordon So I think the, 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 the competition for places I think the whole group Squad are in a very very good place And the, the, the thing if you wanted to Look at them at the way they're per- performing Is they're in total control of what they're actually mm. doing Is this all about context Hugh? Is it all about what happened last week Rather than what happened yesterday Because for Rangers To beat Livingston 2-0 at Ibrox In itself mm. is a bit of a Shrug your shoulders result No, no disrespect to Livingston And for Celtic to go to Pitodri and draw three each in an action-packed game in itself, it's not a disaster, let's be honest. You can win leagues by going to Pataudry and drawing wow. three each, but it's in the context of the week. Yesterday, Rangers rounded off a week in which they beat Celtic, they won in Europe, and they still haven't conceded a goal, whereas Celtics was in the back of the Rangers defeat, the AC Milan defeat, and then that yesterday. I see everything in the context of 10. Rangers having to stop Celtic from getting 10 in a row, Celtic desperately wanting to win 10 in a row. And get bragging rights that who knows might last forever. Now that's how the fans see it, 
the, the fans aren't interested in the Europa League They're only interested yeah, but, in but, that, but that's my point though It's alright to say that But you actually can't you, you, you can't separate them Because the AC Milan defeat Plays a crucial part in, in the Celtic yeah, narrative at the moment So yeah, you, you can't separate the, the, them Yeah that, that's a team matter You know Celtic can go to France And get a terrible pounding from Lille On Thursday night And that will add to their problems as yeah, that's they, what I mean. As they go into the the semi-final against Aberdeen But all I mean is that fans wouldn't care If Celtic won the Europa League uh, they, oh, they, they would, come on They want this 10 in a row uh, And that's why everything is being seen in that context At the moment A glib summary of events Rangers at the moment Appear to be unable to do anything wrong Celtic at the moment appear to be unable to do anything right Alan you said you weren't getting carried away But you also said you were 100% confident Rangers would win the league Elaborate on that theory just in case anyone thinks that's a bit of a contradiction No I just, I'm, I'm just confident this year I, I, I really am I mean I said I mean I, I was on it beginning of the last year and the year before When I said that Stephen Gerrard was in to do Obviously to, 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 let, uh, to win the league for the Rangers His first couple of years I said that he was to come in to get closer to Celtic, which he, did, which he did do. The second year, I said that he had to win games against Celtic, which we have done. And and I did say last year that he would either win the league this year or win a trophy. I'm I'm quite confident now we're going to win the league. I just I just am. I just think it's Rangers. Rangers got to win it this year, and I think Stephen Gerrard knows it as well. I'm I'm just this the the way they're playing at the moment. I, I just think they'll yeah. definitely win the league Alright thank you very much Alan In the Gorbals Neil Lennon talking about his team making mistakes We're going to hear more from the Celtic manager after these 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is in the building Alex Ray is alongside him And they want to know what you made of the weekend's football talking points So get your calls in 0141-951-1025 Let's see if we can reach some sort of consensus I doubt it, but we can try We're here until 8 o'clock Neil Lennon says it doesn't matter what shape Celtic play in If the players keep on making mistakes He's convinced they can play themselves back into form He also wasn't happy with Willie Collum's performance I think he's bought it, you know uh, I wasn't happy with the referee's performance today Anyway, if he'd have won the game or not um, I thought his decision making was very poor And inconsistent But um yeah, I mean, I've no arguments with the penalty really, you know. So, but I thought his overall game in general was was down on what the level of referee that he is. He didn't drop points because the referee had a poor game. You know, he's poor for both teams. Uh, we dropped points because you know we've given him a really poor goals. Well, we go, we're going on about the shape again. But look, it doesn't matter if you what shape you're in. If you're going to make you know mistakes, then you're going to get punished. I think they can play their way into form, no problem. And that's what the message will be sending, you know. You just gotta keep get out of the sticky spell that they're in and all teams have them that again. Hopefully this is ours for the season and we'll uh, kick on from this. First of all, Neil Lennon should stay well away from the subject of the referee yesterday. Willie Collum had nothing at all to do with uh, the, the result. I mean, Neil Lennon says as much himself, yeah. but, but also sort of you know references. But there are several points to be made about Willie Collum. He missed uh, a push from Shane Duffy in the build-up uh, to uh, Celtic's first goal. Derek McInnes was very magnanimous uh, when he said that, yeah, there was a, a shove, but Aberdeen had a lot of work to do to prevent Celtic scoring and they didn't do their jobs properly. So Derek McInnes was magnanimous. 
Callum McGregor Who scored an outstanding goal But also gave away a penalty After he'd already been Cautioned And had Two or three fouls In between The yellow card And the concession of the penalty So Callum McGregor was Fortunate to stay on the park So just forget about Willie Collum Willie Collum Did not Help Celtic Did not help Aberdeen Celtic and Aberdeen Had a very good Game yesterday The first half I thought was stolen By Aberdeen Celtic with the dominant side But Mm. Olivier and Sham makes a, 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 a dreadful mistake to bring down Lewis Ferguson. Second half, it was like a pendulum. Celtic in the ascendancy. Aberdeen come back into it. They're in the ascendancy. And it was a terrific game, but leave the referee alone. Just briefly, Alex, I want to get back to the, yep. the lines. I think Alonio Lennon was complaining about elements of the referee's performance. Um, I, I don't think there were too many complaints about the penalties Not across at all. the board, all, all three. Yeah, the three of them were uh, stonewallers. Uh, I agree with you there in terms of the, the Duffy was a, a clear push and McGregor should have uh, got a second yellow card. All right, let's bring in Gerard, who is a Celtic fan in Coatbridge. How would you sum up your feelings at the moment, Gerard? Hi, Gordon. How you doing, Hi. Alex? Yeah, How you doing, Hugh? Thanks. Good, uh, good evening to you all, and I hope you're all doing well. Thank Feeling you. well. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, I just feel that. Concerning, for instance, the old firm game, I thought Celtic never turned up at all. I've never known an old firm game for Celtic never even have a shot and goal. So to me, that handed it on the plate to Rangers. I don't think Rangers played brilliant. Uh, they're, they're, they're hot men, Ken and your Morelis and all the way at the and all that. They didn't even get a, a sniff on goal. Um, concerning getting up to Aberdeen, when Rangers played Aberdeen at Petodre, they didn't hit Aberdeen had a team. So I just think it's maybe counting chickens in the Rangers' behalf. Especially when you go to the Celtic play in the Cup and it could go to two games in hand and the two home games, I'm sure. So that would only take it to three and I'm positively sure and I'm sure that you yourselves will turn around and think that Rangers won't keep winning and will drop points at some point along the line. But you, uh, with respect, Gerard, are saying that the Rangers fans shouldn't be making assumptions you're making assumptions that Celtic's two games at hand will be won by Celtic. I can't hear you. You're breaking up there. No, I'm just saying that it's too too early in the season to be able to start counting chickens because I've started Celtic. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat myself to you. Right, sorry. You said that Celtic would have two games in hand and yeah, they would. and would win those two games. Therefore, well, that's chicken the one, counting. The, 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 no, they're at home, so you'd expect Celtic to win them. No, but it's still counting chickens, surely. Well, if the Rangers fans are doing it, so can Celtic fans. Anyway, I think you have to come at it uh, on a game-by-game basis. I think the word chicken was just used more in the last 30 seconds <laughs> no. than in the last three seasons no. on Super Scoreboard. But anyway. Yeah, game-by-game basis now, Gerard. I mean, Celtic are walking on a tightrope here. You could not deny that. Any more slip-ups... Uh, in the next league game at Motherwell and it really is serious time Gerard. just thinking to what Neil Lennon said there Alex Ray about it doesn't matter well a couple of things it doesn't matter what shape they play if players keep making Absolutely. mistakes but you can also tell he doesn't like being asked about the shape he feels perhaps that it's getting asked too much or there's too much focus on it he said something like oh, oh we're on about the shape again are we um, what, what's your own take on it? Uh, I thought that by going to the the four two three one, it was going back to familiar. I don't think the three's working. Uh, you've seen they, they really struggled against uh, Milan and also against Rangers, so they went back to a back four. Uh, but you can't legislate for the mistakes mm-hmm. I'm making. Going that you know they're kind of 
Basic mistakes mm-hmm. Players are th- But that comes with pressure You don't cope with the actual situation And it's happening so frequent So uh, you would say though that, that Sort of structurally that you, you do still think they look better in, in a back four For instance If there was a must win game tomorrow And everyone's available yeah, Do you think he goes to a, a back four? Yeah a back four Without a doubt No you're expecting uh, Duffy to actually perform mm-hmm. At a better level He's not doing it I don't think Frimpong's having the same impact In games also Gordon uh, And I'd go as far as to say If Julian was fit uh, and, and ready for thing, I, I would suspect that he'd be considering Taking Duffy out the firing line Giving him a break uh, He has a duty to the team And also him as an individual Because if this rolls on I'm not sure the boy will recover Let me ask Gerard What have you made of Shane Duffy's form Gerard? Uh, a wee bit touch and go He scored I think, twice in his first two games But I think the, the weakest line In my opinion This is, is And Cham I wouldn't have him in the Celtic team at all And you, another point Gordon Do mm-hmm. you think Nerves could be getting to the, the Celtic team? Gerald, Gerald, sorry, you, yeah. see, just to ask, ask you a question, you, you said that you wouldn't have in Sham. Who would you actually have in his place? I would just play Turnbull. Yeah, well, that's a fair show. We've been kind of calling out why he's not getting game time. I think, you know, obviously at a time like this, the scattergun comes out. However, I do think that Sham gets a game well displaying next to no form. And, uh, you know, I don't quite understand why he's always there. Um, but defensively, you know, Shane Duffy wasn't brought up here to score goals. Shane Duffy was brought to solidify the defence, Gerard, mm-hmm. and it's a shame for the fella. But at the moment, he's added to the fragility. He hasn't cured it. He's added to it. Yeah, I mean, Alex, let's look at both of them, Chris, um, Olivier, and Cham. Yeah, players can give away penalties. You know that happens. But again, when it comes. At a time when the spotlight's on you And people are asking Right let, let's see what, the, what What is this guy doing To justify yeah. a continued run in the team He's not really impacting the game Going forward that much And to then really switch off Let Lewis yeah. Ferguson Get into the box And, and, yep. and fall for it and, and get into the back of him That must frustrate all the Celtic yeah, fans I, I, You know I like Sham. I think he's a very good footballer I think he's going through a, a, a dip in form Like a lot of the Celtic players is, is it a large dip now though? Is that the concern? Yeah well I think When we go back a couple of years ago For me he was one of the best Young midfielders in the country You know Has he kicked on? No I think that's not even up for debate When you look at is you, I think one of the things Gordon I actually like him on the ball I think he's always looking to probe He's looking to pass He's looking to do the diagonal pass However, the one thing that kind of struck me yesterday was when he fell asleep and Lewis Ferguson ran off the back of him and then he had the naivety to then steam into mm. the back of him. So that was a kind of a worrying thing because if he's going to be the guy that sits there with McGregor, he's going to have to do that kind of naughty, the dirty side of the game of tracking back and that didn't inspire me yesterday. Gerard, thank you very much. Let's quickly squeeze in Billy, who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. Hi, Billy. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Hi. Nice uh, one. Two... I just wanted to pick you up there in your real lapse of memory. Uh, you said there that you can't recall Celtic bringing in a centre-half with such plaudits and feeling so miserably. Uh, I called you a while ago and you said that Julian was a marquee signing. So can you clarify, have they just signed another big duff tent at the centre-half? Um, what I said about Shane Duffy is that I can rarely recall someone coming in from the English Premiership and having such a bad start. Uh, with regard to Christopher Julian, uh, he came in and didn't have the bad start that uh, Shane Duffy had. So where is the connection? I'm just saying he was a marquee signing. You said it at the time. 
And as I asked, is have they just signed another big duff tent for centre half? Well, we, really, we, Billy we, really we likes get, the joke I know, I know, about marquees and tents. There's, there's nothing but tumbleweed passing through the studio here. You've but to be fair, Christ. I think we're going over serious little ground. When you speak about Julian being a marquee signing, you're referencing the fact that he cost seven million pounds. That's what it is, yeah. rather than you saying that you thought he was going to be absolutely brilliant. And when he came in, uh, Celtic won the league, and Julian scored the goal that won the league cup. So, if he's fit, okay. here, if he's fit now, would you consider putting? Would you think you put him in over uh, Duffy? Because um, that's obviously what got to be going through Neil Lennon's mind at the moment. I I don't think that Celtic will leave Duffy out. I think if you leave Duffy out, uh, what does that say about the the whole nature of the deal in the first I mean, place? That's that's football, though, isn't it? I mean, he left his captain out yesterday. Yeah, you, but you, Scott, you have to you have to play the best decisions. play yeah, but, the best players. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And if a player is continually making mistakes, is it not sometimes, not all the time, sometimes for his benefit? Absolutely. You take him out. I don't think Duffy would see it as being for his benefit. I don't think they'll leave him out. Alex Well he's got to be considering it Gordon Because if you've made three uh, mistakes Over the last week uh, Depending where Julian is He would have to consider putting him in Because the thing is It's different said, at the moment isn't it Because you don't have Julian You don't even have Beaton or El Hamed Yeah so. but I, as I'm saying I don't know where they guys are In the pecking order in terms of fitness Whether they're up to speed Then they would have to be a consideration what about your own team Billy the previous Rangers fan That was on said He wasn't getting carried away But he was 100% <laughs> confident Of winning the league What What does your Percentage look like I'll be honest with you I'm not getting carried away I think We are playing Some uh, good football It looks like Gerrard's finally got The team playing And everybody knows What they're doing I think that's a big difference It looks like The other side Run about Don't look what they're, Know what they're doing And I, I do think That's a big difference the only other point I had is Is there no Covid sanctions Because that might now must be 33 spectators Celtic have had out in the pitch In the last three games Billy, Billy's dusted off He's been working on these jokes all week oh, And he's well, finally he, he was actually saying about He was before. actually saying about the way That they were actually playing And I don't think you can deny Middle to front They're playing some good stuff One of the key ingredients To Rangers success this season Is their defensive uh, abilities mm. It's been absolutely tremendous yes, the, the, you, you know all too well The way this city works yeah. Celtic's woes If you want to call them that Are one thing But they're getting amplified Because Rangers don't have any And Rangers are doing the opposite And um, Rangers look controlled yeah. within And well, By the way How many times have we seen it The other way around In recent seasons as well yeah. That's just the way it works Rangers look very organised At the moment Everything seems to be going right I said it to you earlier uh, Everything is in the context of the 10 At the moment it looks as if Rangers can do no wrong And Celtic can do no right It's just a shame for Billy the pubs are shut Because he could have been down there saying I got in the one about the Dove 10 And I got in the one about the 33 coronavirus He could have got a free pint in the pub Billy I'll give you a week to work on some more That was Billy in East Kilbride 01419511025 It's a good time to get your call in Because we'll get travel with Stephen And you could be next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Usual number, we're here until 8 o'clock Let us know what you made of all the weekend's big talking points You can tweet as well The thing I like about a Monday though Hugh is sometimes you can dig a little bit deeper We say big talking points but sometimes there are little hidden gems out there that people are just unaware of And I always ask you at the start of the show on a Monday To give me your howler of the weekend Now I don't I don't get to pick one Because quite frankly no one cares what I think But 
I've stumbled across one from the weekend that I really like and I think more people should know about it, right? <laughs> Bear with me. You know, they talk about the new normal. Now, we know that fans can't get into games at the moment. It's very frustrating and fans are having to put up with pay-per-view matches. Yes. And it's, it's been a bit of a, a, bit of a, a lifesaver for some people because it, it's better than nothing. So you pay your tenner, your 12 quid, whatever it is, pay-per-view and you watch the game. But... There was a bit of a problem in the Inverness air game at the weekend, right? So the, it, the way it works, you and I know you're not great with technology, no. it's a sort of fixed camera um, up in the stand and it's a, a kind of motion sensor so it, it works itself or it should, it sort of follows the ball. Oh. There was a problem at Inverness at the weekend though because it wasn't following the ball, it was moving elsewhere and you were missing the action and people are, are, are thinking, what, why, why is this happening? And they eventually figured it out. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with an assistant referee by the name John McCrossan. No. Well, let's just say he's got the same haircut as Alex Ray, right? Uh. And the sun was sort of shining on his head, and so the motion detector thought that he was the <laughs> thought that he was the ball, <laughs> and was kind of following him up and down the touchline rather rather than than, than focusing on the ball. And I thought that had to be shared. I feel like the country has because Inverness here it might not get all the attention. I think people have to know about that. People are paying money to see that as somebody's balded on. So he's going to get a wig on for next week just to make sure it doesn't happen again. Modern it's, technology it's, it's here. Brilliant. You don't get that with the Nokia, do you? The, the devil's work. Honestly. Anyway. That's the best hill I've ever heard. It's this tremendous. is going to take some beating, isn't it? 01419511025. On the phones, we had Martin who just performed a disappearing act. I don't know why. We'll try and get Martin back. We are on Twitter as well uh, at ClydeSSB. What have we got? Uh, Paul is on talking about fragility. He says mm. the only fragility at Celtic at the moment is the lack of passion shown by the manager. Sat in the dugout with no urgency about him. Our performances have been poor, and Lennon saying it will get better doesn't wash with the Celtic support. Well, do you take animation or lack of animation to be lack of passion? Uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of managers who Absolutely. don't need to have arms like windmills to prove. That they are doing their job properly The one last thing again just quickly Neil Lennon since succeeding Brendan Rodgers Has won four domestic trophies in a row You literally cannot do any better than that He's, he's in a bit of bother now I think, Yeah I mean but yeah, that, You're right to mention it of course But I think maybe people like Paul would, would come back if, if they could straight away and say that They are more concerned about the future rather than the past I accept that uh, But he's coming under a tremendous amount of pressure uh, Let's bring in Martin who has returned Martin is an Aberdeen fan on the line What did you make of it yesterday Martin? Yeah I thought we played good in stages yeah. So yeah Just a, a pity everything comes down to the Celtic dressing room Well um, listen this is your chance Tell us all about it from, <laughs> from your side of you um, I actually thought McKinnis got his tactics spot on yesterday And I thought also The pressure Aberdeen players put on the Celtic defence Made them make the mistakes So We got what we deserved At the end of the day Alex how did you see it Tactically As Martin yeah, mentions I thought in the first half I thought defensively They were very sound Very solid And uh, They restricted Celtic To a few opportunities And uh, Having watched that first half I was thinking to myself How can Aberdeen uh, Impact Celtic uh, Defensively Because They weren't creating Nothing There was nothing Not And the one Bit of magic By Watkins outside of the boot To Lewis Ferguson Obviously got the penalty Gordon But as the game opened up in the second half, it just it was end to end stuff, and uh, 
I thought when Celtic got into a three uh, two lead, I thought they'd have managed the game better. I'm a bit surprised about, you know, the substitution. You know, I thought he might have put someone a wee bit more defensive minded rather than and, and chased for more goals uh, and seen the game out, uh, managed it a little bit better. Martin, do you think Aberdeen can take Celtic in the cup semi final? <laughs> Maybe in penalties. <laughs> <laughs> You, Martin, you must be you must be uh, happy that you managed to score three goals, and and, and as you said, yeah. particularly the response uh, going down. You know, the, I think the boy yeah. Wright coming on off the bench, uh, yeah. McLennan, Cosgrove, the pressure positive. that Scott Wright put on um, Duffy. Yeah, I know Duffy should never put it down to Rosehead, but he didn't, and I think Scott Wright read it well, and also for the second goal for Hedges to actually carry on in and just get something on it, I thought it was good play. Yeah, the reason why so, I asked the question, Martin, is that Derek McInnes has won one trophy in seven years at Aberdeen. Now, if he if he can, um, thanks for reminding him. If he can remove, if he can remove Celtic at the weekend, he then plays either Hearts or Hibs. And if you get Aberdeen versus Hearts or Hibs, Aberdeen would fancy their chances against either. But that's what makes Aberdeen on Sunday the real pressure game. Yeah, I also thought as well, Johnny Hayes. I know Celtic let him go for yeah. for free. I thought he was actually man of the match yesterday. He was excellent. See the way he goes about yeah. his business, and he actually cut Gordon. I often say to you against Frimpong, marking the outside, show him into traffic, and he's I very don't think ineffective. Frimpong got to the byline once, did he? Maybe once that got blocked or once or twice, but he, he, will he always try. had to come into that congested a- area. Absolutely, didn't he? and and that is the way to play against Frimpong because what he tries to do is he tries to get side on because when he hits it out his his feet. He's so sharp on the uh, off the mark, and he naturally uh, does you for pace. So when you mark in the outside, show him into traffic. He's less effective. Some big decisions in the game, Martin. Three penalties um, and various others. What was your your take on them? Well, I actually thought the the second penalty for Aberdeen, McGregor. I thought it should be off the park. Yeah, I actually uh, think the guys agree yeah, um, Were, were that, you yeah. as angry as Well, Derek McInnes wasn't angry I don't think that's the right expression But referencing the push on Cosgrove Did you feel that was Yeah, well, that was <laughs> I, I think in the picture you actually see um, Scott Brown And Cal McGregor kind of stopping At the halfway line And kind of looking as if Okay, that's a free kick And Willie Collum just carries on And then Griff scores Martin, one of the so things to bring that back. Martin, see one of the things there when I was saying to the guys in terms of where Willie Collin was, I think he was behind it like facing on to Cosgrove as he's coming towards because he's coming catching up with play. For me it has to be the linesman and the fourth official who are looking along the halfway line. One's obviously looking for the offside, mm. the other one's looking along. And how they don't see that push is beyond me. Tell us what if what are the emotions like as an opposition fan at, at the moment, Martin? Because you're right, we obviously get the, the Celtic perspective quite a lot. We always hear this phrase about you know that's why they're champions and so on. When when Celtic come back to take a three two lead quite late on as an Aberdeen fan, that that usually ends in a Celtic victory, doesn't it? Did, did it feel a bit different yesterday? Well, I was sitting behind the couch watching it through my fingers, <laughs> <laughs> so I would say yeah. But I was the way we were playing yesterday there was a different vibe, and I thought that we were gradually again coming back into the game. And Celtic just couldn't see it out Which was a bonus for us I mean Martin's used that exact phrase That I think sums up the, the Shane Duffy incident And I, I want to qualify that by saying look, you know, Players make mistakes And Celtic aren't losing games at the moment All because of Shane Duffy I think it, it sometimes takes on A bit of an unfair narrative When it's all about one guy However You can't avoid it completely from yesterday Martin said that you know he probably should have put it into the stand How frustrating will that be for Neil Lennon? Because that is specifically 
An individual no. mistake No specifically what we thought He would do When, when he came here when That's he, why in, I said In to comparison you. to everyone else That's what we kept hearing He's the type of guy That will put it in row's head And, and play football well, later we, we, we heard that No nonsense That was the uh, the phrase Applied to Shane Duffy No nonsense defender uh, I said to you earlier He has not cured the fragility He has added to the fragility And that's the biggest problem of all for Neil Lennon Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Thank you Martin Maybe give us a call back at some point in the near future It's a big week coming up uh, If you get out from behind the couch You can give us a call back And let us know what you make of the big game at the weekend Before we do anything else though Beat the pundit time It's a great way to kick off the week Come on here Answer as many questions right as you can And if you get more than Hugh or Alex The sign ball The bragging rights Everything that goes along with it All belong to you 0141 951 1025 The lines close at 7 o'clock So your chance to beat the pundit is next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's League Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on a busy weekend of Scottish football We kicked off hearing from the likes of Neil Lennon and Gary McAllister Reflecting on a mixed bag for the Glasgow sides yesterday I'm sure there's plenty of more time to get whatever's on your chest off uh, with regards to those two games So keep the calls coming in uh, We'll hear from Derek McInnes as well So lots more to come But first let's do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It's a new week A clean slate on Beat the Pundit How did you cope last week? Remind me uh, I think I had a, a victory, yeah. yeah I lost did you? On the Monday night, yeah Do you remember uh, Love Street? Was my one oh, you did I did I was, I was laughing in my own living room When I was doing the show from there So I'm, I'm back to see your facial expressions yes. this time To see if you can do any better Let's meet tonight's contestant Paul is in Postle Park How's it going, Paul? How are you doing, guys? Not Good, too bad at all How are you? Are you well? I'm alright Apart from the weekend results <laughs> is, is that what this is? Is this some sort of therapy, Paul? You think you can cheer yourself up On Beat the Pundit Because your team's Hi. letting you down? Hopefully get one over in Alex. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, wouldn't it be like easy at the minute, Paul? Heads is uh, heads at Hugh Keevans. Tails it is Alex Ray. Ooh. Oh, and it is he's got the chance. Oh, he's lovely. I don't know who's going to win the league, but Paul, sleeves Paul might win. Beat the pundit. <laughs> That'll be enough to cheer him up. So we'll give Alex Ray something else to listen to. On my mind Oh dear Turn his mic off as well That was horrible Paul uh, I think you probably know the, the way this works But I'll explain yeah. it anyway 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know it Pass quickly And we'll move on To the next one Okay Perfect Top man Paul 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts now How many club goals Has Jermaine Defoe Scored in his career A uh, hundred What was the name Of Aberdeen's chairman Pass What year did Lewis Stevenson Make his Hibs debut 2003 What is the first name Of former Rangers defender Kyriakos Pass What team is also known As the Pars From Fenland Who was the manager Of Blackburn When they won The English Premier League Pass With 27 how, Who has won The most Scottish League Cups Which team It is Rangers Okay let's bring Alex Ray back Alex can you hear us Yeah pet shop boys here Gordon Magic Is that right up your street is it Oh you're always on my mind Okay same set of questions to you 30 seconds starts now How many club goals has Jermaine Defoe scored in his career 300 What is the name of Aberdeen's chairman 
Uh, Dave McCormack What year did Lewis Stevenson make his Hibs debut? 2000, uh, 2006 What is the first name of former Rangers defender Kyriakos? Sotirius What team is also known as the Pars? Uh, Dunfermline Who was the manager of Blackburn when they won the English Premier Dublish. League? With 27, who has won the most Scottish League Cups? Rangers Okay What do you think Paul? I think he's done it <laughs> I, think, think I, walk, done I walk it. in the park Well let's find out How many club goals Has Jermaine Defoe scored In his career It was 300 Paul We've been uh, It's been in the, the headlines Paul got what He went for 100 You went for 3 Alex <laughs> he, on, he knew it was a landmark But he's, yeah. Yeah, he scored a fair few 300 Alex Ray goes one in front uh, The name of Aberdeen's chairman Is Dave Cormack Oh stop it there isn't, well, you, know, you can't get You can't right, get enough, Cormack No 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 Producer Andy No chance it Absolutely has, no chance It makes a big difference It does indeed McCormack Cormack There's quite a difference uh, What year did Lewis Stevenson Make his Hibs debut You were so close as well But it's 2005 <sighs> So it's still 1-0 To Alex Ray After 3 What was the first name Of former Rangers defender Kyriakos Good enough for me This time Satirius. I must admit Satirios yeah. yep. Good enough for me Well done Soto He's friends uh, 2-0 to Alex Ray you did get on the board Paul I must admit I was a bit worried for you I thought your weekend Was going to go From bad to worse But you got the powers With them Fairland, So it's 3-1 to Alex But he made it 4-1 Kenny Dalgleish Was the Blackburn manager Again there was some life left in you He knew that Rangers Had the most Scottish League Cups But so did Alex So it's a 5 for him And a 2 for you Paul I don't know whether It's a beat the pundit victory Or a Celtic victory That's going to come next But something will be along soon To cheer you up uh, Well done Paul Cheers partner Good man, that was Paul in Possel Park. Not bad, not bad effort at all, but Alex Ray, too strong. Soto, is that right? Yeah, I was unlucky with McCormack as well in the, in the Stevenson one. You would have overlapped with yeah. Soto, I would imagine. Good, he, yeah. he came in for Boomsong, good player. Uh, yeah, I remember. Um, 01419511025 on the lines, at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's speak to Barry in Barhead. Barry's a Celtic fan. Barry... A lot of Celtic fans are, are on tonight Along the lines of It's too early to panic Don't get carried away We'll, we'll come back from this Do you agree? No No, uh, no absolutely not um, I've been watching it the whole season um, And I've not been impressed A handful of games Maybe against Tibbs um, That we've played okay You know Workman-like performances The rest, I'm sorry St Mum Was a terrible performance but the, the 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 biggest thing that's bugged me is the the the, the way the way we lost to Rangers. It was it was a, it was a it was a wimp performance, not a shot and goal. There was absolutely no creativity in the team. We had a plan, right? So we move on from there and we say, right, okay, we'll play Milan. We need regroup. Milan. I pretty much thought, apart from twenty minutes in the second half, I thought we were the same. Aberdeen yesterday, the. Again, I think at the back were disorganised. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, people making mistakes and stuff. But I just, I still think we're disorganised and we're, we're lacking confidence. And what you were saying, interesting, about Neil Lennon because he doesn't show passion. See, two years ago, he was fighting on the on the terraces with, with Jim Duffy when he was when he, when he was at Hibs against Morton because he was showing this, you know, he was kind of showing the passion that, he, you know, Wellness to win I just don't see it in them And I think that is reflecting In the team now And you can't really deny That it's, it's going on Because Every safety fan I speak to Agrees with me 
When he showed passion, Barry, and came into the, the press room and slaughtered everyone. To be fair, it's also it's not advisable to fight with other managers. I know it, no. it entertains people at times, but that that's not a sign of. Anyway, I'll, I'll go back anything, to the point, it? Barry. When he went into the dressing room and showed passion and slaughtered the players after losing to Ferenc Barros, where did that get him? Well, to be fair, there, 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 I there think are there's different, so many different types, types of passions, yeah. or not? Well, Barry is taking. As many Celtic fans are by the sight of Neil Lennon not jumping up and down. I think if you're on a run of the type that Neil's on at the moment, you have to try and think as clearly as you can uh, about what you're going to do. And as I say, Celtic at the moment, the, the mistakes are all of their own making. However, they were seconds away from what would have been a big victory. And the fans would have said, that's the character that Celtic show. That's why they've won the last 11 trophies and so on and so forth however at the moment not good enough and can't buy a break and so they concede a penalty at the very end of the game the problem Barry is that everyone now has to settle down concentrate on Lille because if Lille results in a hammering then the tension rises and you take that into the semi-final and if Aberdeen put Celtic out of the cup it's worse and you take that to Motherwell in the league. Can I ask you something seriously? Do you think for one minute Celtic are going to go to France and get anything? Honestly, I, no. honestly, be, be, of course not. No. I think any Celtic fan we are an ounce of, uh, you know, realism. We're not, we're not going to get anything in France. If anything, we're probably going to get hiding. Well, right? that, that, it's a damage limitation exercise. Before the well, game I mean, starts, it's a damage well, limitation exercise. Well, that's. I'm sorry, but that's not good enough. But it's not good enough for, bar- for Celtic Barry they still have to go over there And try and put up some sort of performance Even if it's cr- trying to get a clean sheet Trying something to build on You can't just say that they're going to go over there You know you're talking about internationals Throughout the course of this team uh, And you've got a real good strength and depth as well So you know They'll be looking to try and get something from this game What's the solution Barry? What what needs to change in the next few weeks then? The manager Simple as that Well I'm sorry it's, it's hard to, We went out to Fenshin Varos We've the form this season, you guys have said it. You, you said the pros, you have said that. You, you said that the, the, the form has dipped dramatically. Mm. He signed all his players. He's tried every kind of system I've known. He, he can't get it. He can't get it to work. I'm sorry. See against Aberdeen yesterday for the first 45 minutes for all the ball we had, we done absolutely nothing with it. You have to give Aberdeen so, a bit of credit there, Barry, for that. You know, there were every man behind the ball. Most, I know every man behind the ball. That, that's fine, but. At the same time, these guys, you just talked about international stuff like that. These guys are at a higher level than Aberdeen players. Should they expect this? I think there comes a point, Barry, and I mean a numerical point where you have to ask yourself, is this the end or is there something we can do about this? And by that, you and I both know that means change the manager. Frank, the very first caller tonight, said that if Celtic go 10 points behind Rangers, at that point, he would concede the title. I don't think they can allow it to get to 10, but I do think it will come to a numerical point where Celtic will have a decision to make. Do we trust in Neil Lennon and give him the benefit of doubt that he can get Celtic out of this and win 10 in a row? Or do we salvage 10 in a row by changing the manager I think there will come a number of points and a gap between Celtic and Rangers what would the gap be for you Barry at which point you would want a manager change he's reached it already you, 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 you want it done now even though it's only 6 points with a game in hand Hugh I'm not, I'm, listen this isn't going to get any, this isn't going to get better anytime soon 
this isn't going to, I'm telling you now, I've been watching Celtic all my life, this isn't going to get better anytime soon, alright? Celtic aren't going to, we're going to have games in hand, obviously, but I just don't think, with Neil Lennon at the helm right now, I think there's something happened in that dressing room, and players aren't playing to their full potential. And that's that's my opinion. And every Celtic fan I've spoke to, more or less, have said the same thing. There is something that's happened, and something's not right with that team. And you can see, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you now, honestly, you see in the mannerism of a lot of players, you really can. This time, uh, well, not this time last year exactly, but when Rangers went to Dubai for the winter break last season and came back and fell apart and Celtic took a 13-point lead, people were saying, something happened in Dubai. Now, how do we prove that? How do we begin to prove that? And I can tell that Barry is hurting and he, he wants Celtic to get better and quickly and he believes that a change of manager will do that. But how do we prove that something has happened in the dressing room? I think one of the things that, uh, that Barry touched on there is Neil's been coming out for several weeks now saying there will be an upturn in performances and, mm. you know, there has been little spells within games that they've actually had control on things, but... It's not been sustainable over a long period of time mm. within games, and if, unless that improves soon, then those these questions will continue yeah, to be I'm asked. Not, I'm not saying you can hang your hat on on getting a break or getting lucky. I mean, you're, you're Celtic. You're one of the dominant teams in the country. You shouldn't have to wait for that. But is there the sense that it, it might take something like that to, to to provide some sort of spark? Because it, it all ends up it all ends up being part of the same narrative. You know, Rangers, Milan, and Aberdeen. When actually. Celtic were surely much better yesterday than they were against Rangers. Now I accept that Rangers are better than Aberdeen, so yeah. things sort of level out. But, but, with, but without doubt, uh, I think Aberdeen conceded a lot of ground. They were happy for them to have the ball. They they, they let the centre half play. But I actually see that with quite a lot of teams doing that mm-hmm. with Celtic now. They're happy for the three centre halves to kind of have the ball and be camped in. And Celtic are struggling to kind of get that flu- fluidity that they've had in recent years, Gordon. And that's becoming a stumbling block and a stuttering. On the back of bad defending Okay Barry We'll speak to you soon no doubt Thank you very much That was Barry in Barhead Let's hear from Derek McInnes After yesterday's game The first half I was wanting us to do more Of what we were actually Intending to do I thought we Didn't carry that att- Counter-attack threat As much as we should have I thought we were wasteful With the pass Didn't really take part in the game But we found ourselves 1-0 up For Ferguson going beyond And get a penalty kick I think it need to be said As well before we move on To the goals we lost I think the three Major decisions in the game The referee's got 100% right Three penalty kicks the, the second goal, it's a foul on Cosgrove at the halfway line, but still, uh, having seen it again, there's two hands in the back for Duffy and Sam. It is a foul, but in saying that, we've still got a good shape about us, so I can't blame that in, in isolation for that goal. And then the third one is the goal where the penalty kick, where we've been a victim of that type of goal against Celtic when we've been caught up the pitch. We should do better, we should be more streetwise to stop, break up the play. Tommy should clear the ball with his left foot when the ball comes in. So uh, that type of goal when it's that kind of crisis defending, when you're out of your shape, when you're having to make good decisions when the game's quick, we've got to be better at that. So we found ourselves behind with the dynamics of the game, but if we hadn't got something for that game, it would have been an absolute travesty. John's in Wisher. John, talk to us. Aye, could I just remind everybody the Colts went back last night and it's Halloween next week and we're all talking about Celtic have lost the league. There's a guy on there, he should go to bed and hibernate until March. That's ridiculous, a man coming on and saying that and he's a Celtic fan. There's plenty of time left. I'm sure the fixtures in January will sort things out the same as they did last year. What makes you what makes you say that though, John? Um, because I've heard that theory a lot and by the way, you might be right, I have no idea, but... I keep hearing, you know, that, that Rangers 
will fall apart in January because that's what they do. But surely, eventually, there will be a January where that doesn't happen. The fixtures in January are very hard for Rangers. They've got four out of five away games. I think Celtic are mostly home games. So that will come round. If Rangers lose three games within the next three weeks, all the Rangers fans would be on. You need to wait until January, February, March, even March, and then talk about who's going to well, win the, the league. Because it's, no, it's not going to happen in October. The first game in January will be Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox. If Rangers win that one With the ease with which what They won the last one John You're the baller yeah, Ross yeah, County yeah. as well That month They also might not I feel like we keep saying If, if, if And that, that's difficult We are I think We would actually all agree We are very I think all football Discussion has, has, has got like this As, as time goes on It is all very knee jerk yeah, um, and, and particularly in this city Yeah but there's knee jerk And then there is looking Two months into the future And saying Two months from now It will mm. all get better yeah, but You also said That it could get worse If Rangers beat Celtic In two months time So you do it as well Celtic are living On a game by game basis now Neil Lennon is living Game to game now If you're in Celtic's predicament That's the way it is January might as well be 2095 it Depends what way you look at it Because it, I respect any Celtic fan Who loves their team Alex And watches it and says I just don't think it's going to get better I don't see the signs yeah. That's fine Separate from that is the undeniable truth that if it gets to the stage where things tick along as they are at the moment and Celtic win their game in hand, it's three points. That yep. that that is not a lot. I, mean, yeah. I think we have to be honest about Without that. Without a doubt, Gordon, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Rangers fans are keeping their counsel. You know, you'll get ones who have gone the league's already won and things, but in the main, I think on the back of the last couple of years' experience, Rangers fans are keeping a lid on it. Uh, although they, they can see a marked improvement in their team, and and obviously Celtic are not playing the same. But going back to to, to John's point. They are still very much in the title uh, John Other than Rangers have away fixtures in January Is there anything else That, that gives you confidence That this is going to turn around? Well I, I don't know I've got uh, The two guys at my work Ricky and Jim They believe Celtic will still win the league And they're diehard Rangers fans I don't know if Alex will agree with me Rangers have been great They were they were good in Europe But they weren't good against Ross County They weren't, they weren't brilliant against Celtic They played alright and I don't think they were great yesterday. I saw their game yesterday. I don't think they were great yesterday either. Uh, uh, for me, they're John, winning, but they weren't great. The, the thing is, there's a about actually managing games. You get a couple of goals, and it then became a formality. You know, Livingston was sitting off. It was so comfortable yesterday, and I think they've got so many more gears mm-hmm. to go through. And the fact that they changed half their team as well will be reassuring. And plus, two guys coming in, Aribo back as well is a big bonus, and it sh- uh, and it also shows you Defoe. Uh, what you capable of doing In isolated games John probably is right I don't think Rangers were brilliant yesterday They weren't brilliant against Ross County They didn't even have to They weren't brilliant against Celtic But is it not more because they're not really having to be at the moment It's not like they're It's not like they're not brilliant in the sense that they're scraping victories Yeah they're puffing you and puffing could, you, could, you couldn't accuse when, them of that When Celtic won at Dundee United They weren't great When they won at St Mirren They weren't great St Johnson uh, Won at St Johnson Weren't great Um but it's when the big ones come along that Celtic have to respond. They've lost to Rangers. They've drawn with Aberdeen. That's five points gone in their last two league games. Mm-hmm. In terms of Europe, Ferenc Farris was a big game. They lost that at Celtic Park. As I say, they are going game to game now. And that begins with Lille because Lille is all about the image of Celtic that you have by the time the game is over and is carried into the Aberdeen Cup tie. Celtic have to avoid a bad night in 
in France John's keeping the faith Absolutely nothing wrong with that Thank you very much John In Wisher Right I've got a good teaser for you tonight Not only do you require good football knowledge You might even require decent Geographical knowledge as well oh, oh. <sighs> All will be revealed next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard At this time of the night We always ask you for your help We ask you to send in a question A bit of a teaser A bit of trivia And we see if the pundits Can come up with the answers Between now and and the end of the show It's a good way for you to get involved That's what Russell has done tonight So big thank you to Russell for sending this question in If you like the sound of it And you want to hear your question on the show The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com Russell's question is this tonight I like it I said you're going to need a bit of football knowledge Good memory How's your geography as well? Uh, six players who've signed permanently For Celtic or Rangers and have been capped by a South American country So six players who've signed permanently So loans do not count Permanently Asia. for Celtic or Rangers And been capped by a South American country Cla- Claudio Canigia Yes, just the 50 Argentina caps for him um, Alex uh, uh, Seb Rosenthal Brilliant Do you remember which country? Was it Chile? It was Chile, 27 yes, caps Yes, yes, yes um, Emilio Izaguirre Honduras is Central America, Ooh. not South America. There Please we go. Door. I told you, you could, I told you, you could learn something tonight in a geographical sense. Um, I'm sure someone out there will, might be able to, to contradict that and, and tell me I'm wrong. Did but you say South it, America was that? As yet? far as the question goes, I'm sure Honduras is Central America. Was it Juninho a loan signing or a permanent signing? Um, well, he's on Russell's list, so we'll give you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Even if he shouldn't have been there, he's on Russell's list. So you've yeah. got three of six. We'll leave it there. You're halfway already, which is some effort for you two. You two are usually hopeless at these. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing pretty well tonight, right? Uh, speaking of doing well, Motherwell did pretty well at the weekend. A four-nil victory against Ross County. Stephen Robinson says Tony Watt and Mark O'Hara were star performers. He's delighted with the fitness levels because remember, Motherwell hadn't played a competitive match in a month going into this one. Not playing for a month, you know, I have to say the credit to the players and the coaching staff for the fitness levels they've come back with because you can put sessions on, players have to apply themselves and we've got a group of boys that, that do that consistently and they've, they've been able to maintain their fitness levels and sharpness and, and their performance, you know, got their, their just rewards. Yeah, I think all, all three of the forward players, I said Longy, you know, didn't score but the playing positions played quite narrow with it. I think everybody knows I, I like 4-3-3. We went to three five two just to steady the ship. We bit get a couple of results, but um, you know it gives us options. If your forward players are getting hold of the ball and, and playing as as Tony Watt did today, especially, then it gives you a real foothold in the game. And you know I have to say credit to them for me the outstanding performance. You know Mark O'Hara was asked to play in a position today. Um, the deal with Ross Stewart, you know a bit of physicality, and and he did, and he's an unsung hero. Gets on with it. Not given the credit he, he deserves and, and Tony was, was unplayable If he stays as fit as we've got him now He's a very good footballer Great yep. performance, great result The most important thing out of that interview If Long is called Longy Is Lang called Langy? <laughs> I, I dare say he is uh, Well I'll... Longy and Langy and, and Watty uh, All did exceptionally well And uh, you know it was good It was necessary for Motherwell into the bargain Because they're only a point off the bottom of the league at kickoff time, so they've moved themselves in an upward direction. 
I think to give O'Hara praise, Gordon, for going back into centre half is excellent. You know, he's scored a few penalties, a powerhouse in the middle of the park, and to do a job there against one of the good strikers mm-hmm. says a lot for him. Uh, and, and Tony Watt was singled out as well there by the manager, Alex. It's a decent afternoon yeah. if you score a goal, set one up, and win the yeah. win the penalty as well. Yeah, he was very much uh, in, in the mix at the weekend. It's good to see him, Gordon, because I think he just needs to settle down at a club, get a good run of... Uh, fixtures under his belt Get some goals uh, You know and, and really get going Because I'd like to see him doing it I quite like the boy I met him in Belgium And we had a wee bit of banter A bit old for him and So I've got a bit of time for him Yeah With Standard Liège Being one of 12 clubs Yeah well, That, that I, Tony Watts had And he's what 26 he, he was a sub For Standard one day And uh, he was coming down As we were going out To play a later kick off and I've come out and I've went, how you doing me man? He went, how do you think I'm doing right? And he went, he went easy for us today. And I went, that's because I wasn't playing. So that was my first introduction. I, I like him, he's, he's, he's a good character. Uh, and uh, Because of where we're at at the moment, Hugh, it's been a bit of a stop-start time for Motherwell. I mean, the league table, um, the game against Rangers, the start to the season, it would have you think that Motherwell haven't started the season well. And I'm not saying that they have, and that's completely wrong, but it's kind of hard to get a, a grasp on it at the moment. A couple of disappointing yeah. results early on. But they then had some impressive results The the, the win at Pitodri Did well up to a point in Europe And then it, it got too much uh, And then didn't play for a month Because they were yeah. meant to play Kilmarnock Kilmarnock had to self-isolate They were then meant to play St Mirren And they had to self-isolate That's a, that's where we're at at, at the moment it, It's it's difficult times That's why I made it my result of the weekend Because it's a difficult season for all clubs Having to deal with the ramifications of the Coronavirus, the the false positives and the the positive tests that take players out of games, we're just having a a bad time at the moment. So, for Motherwell, they kept their composure. They didn't let that long lay off, which must have felt like some sort of mini close season. Uh, didn't let that affect them, and they've scored four goals. Outstanding performance. Well, it looked like a decent game. Well, I would say that, Alex. But yeah, of course, Ross County actually had chances. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. you know, Charles Cook. Had chances line, Ross yep. Stewart had an unbelievable chance yeah, uh, that can, almost sat, He couldn't get it to sit down quick enough for him um, yeah, it, is, is, the league, is the league starting to settle down at all? Are you, are you getting yeah. a, a feel for who might struggle? Uh, listen, obviously Hamilton, St Mirren Still get some games to play uh, In terms of your team, Motherwell Gordon you know, Three brilliant wins recently A couple of games in hand I think they will get into the top six Quite comfortable But I think it's just starting to settle down And, and you know, St Mirren We'll be looking to try and get games under the belt Get some points Because the last thing you want to do Is get a bigger gap over the next couple of weeks If there is a sour note Hugh It would be the injury to Trevor Carson yeah. um, Such a huge player for Motherwell He's had his own personal problems He's come back Finds himself in a great place Then has to limp off And it, the early suggestions were that it didn't look great But I suppose we'll need to wait and see Well uh feel very sorry for him Because we all know that he's a long time out of football Because of uh, illness uh, and then come back and was outstanding early season for Motherwell but um, at least the the, uh, the sub goalkeeper I understand is something like six feet seven tall uh, so if you're going <laughs> to have a wee man. if you're going to have a goal you have a big one Alec absolutely uh, right 01419511025 on the phones it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter these guys are scushing the teaser so I'll leave it just now I don't think we have to uh, go into that one in too much depth at the moment We're going to bring in Andy Who's a Celtic fan in Dumbarton Let's look at just one other of the weekend's fixtures at the moment though uh, Jack Ross says Beating Kilmarnock away from home Shows how far Hibs have come as a team He says there's always a risk to playing two up top But he believes that the return of Doidge and Nisbet 
uh, is justifying that decision. You come in my changing room, you'll see how happy a place that is because um, it's not easy winning here. And, and we did that. And we played really well last week and created umpteen opportunities and drew the game. But today we had to tough it out and, and we did it. And, yeah, really, really pleased with that group. Well, I think that's a sign of how far they've came that they can come here and um, tough a game out later. But I think when you're a young coach and manager coming through the game, it's became much less of a trend. Um, to play with two strikers and there's only certain formations that enable you to do so and we've used both um, but you have to work hard at other aspects of it and we constantly reinforce that and for us to play that way we need to, to make sure we utilise it properly and equally then the strikers need to play well um, so at the moment what they're giving us performance level and goal return is justifying playing that way and that's important as long as that continues then we'll, we'll understand that there's going to be times we have to give up certain areas of the pitch but we realise that and I think we go into the game clear headed in that respect and they say the strikers I thought Christian was brilliant today. I thought Christian was really, really good. And he's Kevin will grab headlines because he scores a winner, but I thought Christian was excellent. Kevin Nisbet's doing great things yeah. this yeah. season, Hugh Kevens. Yeah, uh, absolutely hit the ground running since his move to Easter Road. Um, Jack said there they toughed it out. Yes, they did. They also got lucky. You get nowhere in this life without a bit of luck. Uh, but they got a penalty that never was. However, they're now third top. They go into the Scottish Cup semi final against Hearts. Friday, eh, Saturday night at Hamden. Uh, Give us a start, Hugh. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on, no, he, loves no. he loves this one. Hearts have never lost to Hibs <laughs> in a Scottish Cup tie at Hamden. Anyway, have they met twice? Is that what it is? I, I think it's I, twice. I, I wish I knew him. <laughs> I think it's. It, it must be more than someone that. sent me it at the weekend because we were winding you up about it. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they said it was twice. Anyway, <laughs> carry on uh, as you will. You know, it, it would be tremendous for Jack Ross. Uh, if he could get Hibs into a cup final uh, What a feather in his cap it would be And it, all the pressure's off him Because David Gray and Alan Stubbs Ended the 112 year uh, Wait for a cup win uh, Already So there's no pressure of that sort on Jack Ross But it's a big game against Hearts for him And he at least goes in there Comfortable, third in the table Got away I think, with one I think it would have been real reassuring because of what he said there, as you say, is about digging out a result. Because when you're sometimes not that free flowing, you know, some of these games just get mm-hmm. bogged down, Gordon. You manage to get the result, really encouraging signs. It's a bit early to worry too much about what the top scorer chart looks like, but Lewis Ferguson's top of it on eight goals, having scored a lot of penalties. Kevin Nisbet scored a penalty at the weekend, he's there in seven, so. Two young, fives, two, yeah. two young Scots doing good things Brilliant. In front of goal this season I, I've told you about Ferguson I like him He's cute He's only 21 Gordon And he must have about 100 I'm not sure About 150 games under his belt uh, He will mature Get better uh, along the way It's great to see Nisbet Because I wasn't quite sure Gordon About what he was going to bring to the table Having you know come up A couple of divisions Done well at the lower ones So I think he could be uh, uh, You mentioned Lee Griffiths earlier on I think he's got to be in Steve Clark's mind He's oh. got to be here I'd say just over 100 by the looks of it for Lewis Ferguson My arithmetic is nowhere near quick enough to add them all up But just over 100 Right, okay, there we go. not bad uh, Let's bring in Andy, who's a Celtic fan in Dumbarton How would you sum up your feelings at the moment, Andy? Well, a bit disgruntled, right? But look, to, to, all, to all my fellow Celtic fans listen And watching the game yesterday and last week It's only a glitch, okay? It's only a glitch The way we played against Rangers was abysmal I mean, I've never seen, in about five years, I've never really seen Rangers ever being top of us, to be quite honest. So uh, that's a good wake-up call, and I'm glad we got it at the start of the season. But look at yesterday's game. Celtic were 2-1 down, and they come back. uh, Sorry, 1-1 down, and they come back to to, uh, to 2-1. 
then 3 2. It was great. Everything was looking good. It was like the Celtic of old. Lee Griffiths was coming back to form, I think. His goal was superb. And all it took was a piece of stupidity. Now, I'm not going to blame the whole Celtic team because the Celtic team were great. They really were. It was just a piece of utter stupidity by one man, I think it was Callum McGregor, I think, who stupidly stuck his leg up just like David Beckham did. That's what it reminded me of in the World Cup final a few years back. And uh, that's what he did. So what went on in that microsecond in his brain when he decided, oh, I'm, I'm lying on the ground, I'm going to stick my leg up and that Aberdeen player is going to fall right over like a ton of bricks Giving, it's like a gift, a, a gift out of nowhere. Andy, you can't just blame McGregor. I know he's made yeah. a mistake Aberdeen there. But would have scored, wouldn't he? It was, yeah, you know, absolutely. It was, it was almost it's a just, stick on it, goal. As he was coming back inside, he's just got a free shot in the middle of the goal. So you know, McGregor will obviously get, get a wee bit of grief because he's tried to stop it. But in the main, he was a guy that got you back into the game. His goal was absolutely tremendous. Yes. I'm not denying that, but scoring the goal isn't the only aspect of playing football, you know. And this is what I think Neil should do. He should really get those players in prior to the game and hammer it into them. Using McGregor as an example. This is a perfect example. And telling them, telling them that, that they, must, they must control their feelings, their emotions, their sudden impulses when in the penalty box. Because it can be so costly. Now, I'm not blaming the team. I'm really just blaming McGregor for, for yesterday's debacle, losing two points. I'll put the blame entirely on him. As far as I'm concerned, Celtic done great. They come back from a defeated position, come back to win it, and with another 10 seconds to go, they could have held out. Great points, great game, brilliant comeback. The Celtic of old, but, the, but, but for Ex- the stupidity... Explain, explain this to me, Andy, though. How, how can it be all Callum McGregor's fault with no blame apportioned to Shane Duffy, Olivier and Cham, and various others? Well, I blame the ball incrementally. It's all a matter of degree. But when it comes to the actual penalty, there's nobody else to blame but McGregor. I mean, he'd won the ball, right? The ball was cleared. It hit the bar. It was going nowhere until he just decided to stick his leg up. No, 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 that was before that, Andy. Andy, the the foul was committed before it actually hit the bar. Is that because it then hits the bar? No, then hits the bar, and that's why it gets brought No, I don't think so. From what I saw... No, well, I would, I would dispute that. From what I saw, no, I looked at the, no, the because the, advan- the advantage hits the bar. Remember, so yeah. So it's a fill comes yeah. first. Hugh, anyway, Andy's very Andy, passionate about Andy, Callum McGregor. Andy's asking players to control their emotions, but Andy's having severe difficulty controlling his own emotions, <laughs> and uh, therefore I'm not getting a fortune every week. You uh, well, you know. That's immaterial you know, Don't worry Andy He gets a fortune in here And can't control his emotions the sometimes Godfather. The nature of football Is that In a nanosecond Players will make a mistake It is this, the, the nature of football Celtic will benefit from it One day They will Lose out Because of it one day Such is life And such is football um, So Callum McGregor you know, he scored a terrific goal. He was captain of the side. He was uh, having, uh, as far as I could see, a solid game. In that instant, he was wrong. He knows it. But Neil Lennon can't gather the players together and say, look, I demand of you that there be no human nature shown out there, no human frailty. I demand that you are perfect in every way. That's not how life or football works, Andy. No, absolutely, and, and you can't just discard the other mistakes you just because of the letter one. And because uh, if you, you know, if you were looking for mistakes that you could cut out in the future, 
Shane Duffy's for instance Would be a lot easier To clean up in the future Than, than Callum McGregor's You would imagine It's last ditch defending I'm not, Of course it's his fault You give away a penalty It's your fault absolutely. But Like I say It's last ditch These things will happen Yeah absolutely And uh, yeah, again You have to give Aberdeen credit As well Gordon Because you know At that stage It looked as if They were dead and buried And they showed a wee bit Of character And belief Because it, How many times Have we watched Celtic Over recent years Where they've absolutely Cantered it up there So they Derek McInnes will be buoyed I'm, by that I'm sure that Andy revelled In Rangers players Making crucial mistakes At vital moments in games last season The problem The problem for Celtic yeah, on, The problem for Celtic Hold on. The problem for Celtic now Is that it's Celtic who are making the mistakes And Rangers aren't Yes, listen If Rangers player made such a same mistake In an equivalent game Then it's up to the Rangers player Or Rangers fans to phone up and complain as well So I, I can only complain about my team And as far as I'm concerned We lost the points yesterday Because of Callum, Callum McGregor's stupidity That's it Okay, thank you very much Andy and Dumbarton The guys don't agree But that's that's what we're here for That's absolutely fine What about tonight's teaser? The question tonight was sent in by Russell And he wants to know Can you name six players Who've signed permanently For Celtic or Rangers And have been capped By a South American country You've got Canidia Juninho and Rosenthal Morelos Yes Ah there you go <laughs> Is that who Do you see his face there I don't do you know the thing Because I know the, He likes to steal <laughs> he, steals, he steals yours every other week I'm, I'm not going to mention His second name Why His first name was Rafael nah, And he was a Brazilian I don't know who you're talking what, about I need, a, I need a surname I can't think which one you mean Skype Excuse me Skype <laughs> Alright okay See one he, he was capped three times for Brazil Unbelievable, oh Unbelievable. So many got? You've only got one to get We'll try and get it next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan We're into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard <laughs> Would you believe it This could be The earliest That Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Have ever 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 Won the full time teaser Now you always send the questions in It's you that tries to catch them out So thank you to Russell He sent this in tonight To full time At Clyde1.com We're looking for six players Signed permanently by Celtic or Rangers Who've been capped By a South American country I'm just going to take a quick look at Twitter Because lots of people have been taking part in this The knowledge out there Is outstanding I must admit So big thanks to Various P- Peter Gray's throwing some in Raymond Carr's got one wrong Token Jester's got some Paul got the one that Hugh would refuse to, to say his name Michael Whitehead <laughs> Michael Frizzell There are lots coming in You've got Canidia Juninho Raphael Seb Rosenthal Alfredo Morelos During the break Alex Ray Turned to me And he said <laughs> I've got it He then punched the air He turned to Hugh Keevans And he said if it wasn't for social distancing I'd cuddle you I've got it <laughs> Do you know what the worst about it is? I'd actually get Janino doing I've just scrubbed it Because <laughs> I didn't realise we had them <laughs> What? But, but it's okay I've got another right. couple in reserve So the big, on, the big build up was Janino The one that you've already got I've got, oh. an, I've, got, I've, got an, I've got an R2 Don't worry Right then Who is it then? Well we've obviously wanted to wait to the end of the show Don't we? What have you got? Let's hear it I don't mind I'm going to go for Because I want to give you the chance to A Mato? No Emerson No Oh Back to the drawing board uh, Pierre Dumbe No Alright we'll leave it there You've got one more To get Let's bring in Robert Who's a Rangers fan in Wisher Hi Robert How you doing? Not bad How are you? I not too bad uh, No I'm just uh, looking up, Obviously listening A few Celtic fans Are coming on Saying it's a bit of a blip uh, Celtic are not playing well 
blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just it's, the way I look at it is Rangers, well, obviously the last whole firm game, they were, it was an easy street, even though Rangers didn't play their best, but how bad is the Celtic? And basically, it's since the last, since the League Cup final, where Rangers should have won, Barfi, an offside goal, and maybe if there's a 10 chance, if it went to penalties, who knows, but they should have won that game easily. And then they won their game, uh, obviously, at Christmas time. And then, obviously, the league gets suspended. So, tell you, you Celtic were awarded the title. They didn't win it. Well, that's my opinion. But why, why, do you, why do you have to tell me in particular? It's always yeah. your fault, isn't it? Why do you no, have to tell no. me in particular? No, I'm not telling you. Just saying you keep going on it's gone for 10 in a row. You, you said tell you. Yeah, facts, right. Facts are facts. It doesn't matter the way we look at it. Facts are facts. Basically. You just said tell you. Hold on, why 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 are you saying facts or facts? Would that not be huge? Repl- I mean, facts are facts. Celtic are going for ten in a row. Aye, aye. Well, they're going for ten in a row through a boardroom meeting, a conference call. That's what they're going for ten in a row. Then they go through one in ten in a row for one in a row. You just came. You said facts or facts, and to anyone who talks about this being ten in a row, that is a fact. Well. It's, uh, well, factually saying that, I basically what you're saying is it wasn't uh, it was a title. It wasn't one. It was a title. It was awarded. Maybe they should say Celtic were awarded the tenth title. Uh, sorry, the ninth title. If they maybe awarded the tenth, you never know the way. If heaven, if heaven forbid the coronavirus gets the better of Scottish football and the season has to be curtailed, you, Robert, as a Rangers fan, will expect that if Rangers are still on top of the league. You will expect that what happened last season should happen in your favour this season. Do you think that really will happen? To be honest, you know, I don't know. No void before then. If the season is curtailed, are you listening to me? I thought we had sort of moved on. Beyond if this the discussion, season is curtailed, you will want the season to be called in the same way that it was called. Last season Am I correct? Robert just said the phrase Null and void I didn't realise the clocks Went back to March On Saturday night I thought it was just an hour I don't know what's just happened there Um, But but Robert's Confident about the way That that his team are playing At the moment Alex And yeah you can understand why Yeah absolutely I think when you look at What is it Uh, 13 clean sheets Gordon Is that the most Is there one most (coughs) impressive thing I don't know I I just I always think I remember back to Soonest when he came through the door He sorted out the back uh, defence uh, Which gave them A foundation to build on And it hasn't been like that For the last couple of years You know They've, they've, they've shipped goals at times Rangers Made big mistakes at times That's obviously Something to build on The Strength and depth Seems to be An issue as well You know Where they In previous years They've struggled the Guys are coming in And actually The kind of performances They just look to be In total control I think there's a lot of Good things for Rangers At the moment Robert Another big week ahead what are your thoughts? Can oh, you... uh, yeah, it's a big, I just have to come back in. It's, obviously, I mean, over the last uh, four or five years, well, four years or three years since Rangers come back in, Celtic were lauded over Rangers, no problem. But basically, they're playing a, a weakened team, a first division team, basically against them. And they're winning 5 0, no problem. I mean, I went to Parkhead, Celtic won 5 0 at the end of the season. Easy street, no problem. But now Rangers are getting better and better. They've improved this season. And that's how I think they'll do. Really, really well this season. Is this oh, why no arguing with that. Rangers are getting better. Is this end. why a lot of the credit goes to the management, Hugh? Because, um, of course, Rangers have added, and, and there's a there's a better strength and depth, which helps. But it's not like there have been 
transformational signings that that have really really impacted the the start of the living. It's just it seems to be that the system and the players that were already there have got better as well, and that tends to be where managers get credit. For me, Rangers recruitment has been better than Celtics. No, uh, but that's the thing; it has. But do you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like the difference between Rangers now yeah, like and Ruth last season is, is that they've bought three ten million pound strikers who've all got fifteen goals already. It seems to be that they've improved on on what they already had. Everything's improved. Steven Gerrard's improved. Uh, James Tavernier, uh, as Alex has mentioned earlier in the program, is playing the football of his life at Rangers right now. Everything in their garden is rosy, and they have strength and depth, and they are playing well, and they have immense uh, power up front in the shape of Roof or Defoe or Morelos or Eaton, and. If I can be so bold as to mention the first paragraph of my Sunday Mail column yesterday, I said Rangers Rangers have a better team than Celtic in every department on the pitch. Tell Robert. Robert, here's it. He's there. Thank you very much. That was Robert in Wishaw Right. I think we can just about round off. Is there anything else that jumped out from the weekend that we've missed? I I don't think there's much to say about the... St Johnson Dundee United game It was goalless Dave Galloway told us that They could have played all day And not scored I, I, Did, we, did I just, we take much away from it? I find it amazing That St Johnston Have scored one goal At home All season long One And the previous weekend They scored five At Hamilton I thought that That would have been A very good game um, I thought Mickey Mellon Would be looking to To improve His size luck But no For the second weekend In a row They get no goals either uh, so that game was the one let down of the weekend Patrick Thistle's got a nice one as well Gorn, get up and run This is your final answer <sighs> on the teaser You're only looking for one Six players who've played for Celtic or Rangers On a permanent basis And been capped by a South American country Canija, Janino, Rafael, Rosenthal and Morelos One to get Do you want the bad news or the bad news? The bad news first The bad news is we could stay here until the clock comes back again And you two will never was get Was he us. a Celtic player or a Rangers Celtic. player? Doesn't doesn't even matter, honestly. And this doesn't. guy had a cap. I know my audience in here with you too. Had you ever heard of him? The only time I've ever heard of him is on a question like this. He played twice in the year two thousand. Right, that's Martin O'Neill. He's Venezuelan. That's the country you need. Nah, you won't. Uh, you won't even have heard of uh, him. Uh, initials. F D O. Fernando de Ornelas Wow How did you not get that? (laughs) You got the rest Anyway thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Thank you for all your calls and tweets Thanks a lot for keeping us company We are back tomorrow at 6 We have got Roger Hanna and Gordon DL So we'll speak to you then Callum Gallagher is up next